opportunity to tell me about something that I'm passionate about because it's just part of who I am and what I do and what I bring to um, everything. Um, public speaking is really not a big deal, but I would love you that I'm living and sharing your life and, and uh, sort of your truth is a little bit of a different animal. Uh, it's a little unnerving, uh, but that's okay. You know, that's, that's how we do this. Um, that's how we get it out. And so, yeah, here I am, just doing, uh, doing, doing our thing. This is somehow how it works. And so I'm just part of that, that lead. I'm the oldest child, um, the oldest grandchild, which means I was adored. Boston, charming, and I like to get my way. I can tell you that that's dedicated. I turned down the Boston a little bit, thanks to the folks that the Valentine's. I learned a little bit how to turn that down. I had the case my mom was 16 uh, when I was born. Um, and then I'm going to my dad declared that he was an alcoholic. And, you know, that didn't really mean anything to me. That sounds pretty tough. And then started going all these meetings. You know, dad's always had a meeting. You know, uh, but we didn't ever see his drinking as a problem. Going up in his quote unquote alcoholic home means nothing to me. That's just correct. You know, that's the thing that I grew up in. Uh, you know, when my parents played cards, they drank. You know, when they were voting, they drank. Um, uh, you know, on vacation, they were drinking. That was just part of, uh, part of growing up. Um, and so I didn't know anything as a normal, so my dad quit drinking and was like, oh, oh, whatever, that's cute. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put a lie on me. Oh, I'm not going to go on to them now. I'm, you know, worked for this trip. It didn't hurt me. But that was uh, the case. Uh, my dad was thought. You know, he's a mellow drinker, he's just always in a good mood. Um, you know, he, uh, I remember, you know, the old school cup holders. Remember on the door of the car, you know, the plastic cup holders before they had cup holders in the car. Um, you know, I just remember, I remember looking back, I thought everybody's dad drove around with a cup holder with a side and ice. You know, that's just. I didn't know that that wasn't normal, you know. Um, he was just a, a fun, happy, mellow guy. He was the, the calm one in our home. Uh, you know, my mom was in kids. Uh, and now I did that. Uh, you know, he was sitting uh, with an alcoholic, and so I now know to be an alcoholic. Uh, the three little kids. Um, and I moved a lot. I, I think I counted that I was in two schools in 11 years. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I'm sure chaos is just a wake up every morning. So, you know, I have a lot more compassion for my mom today, understanding what it's like, um, uh, what our part is in the community of alcoholism. You know, uh, I didn't have that before. I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I so drinking our home was not good time. Um, my grandparents were very stable. They lived in the same homes. I was a, uh, since my parents were teenagers, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And those are the, the most of the childhood memories I have were from these two houses. Uh, my two 
get my grandparents, you know, finding their trees and, and sitting on their porches and, and uh, you know, going to the, uh, the green. You know, one of the stories is looking back at the inventory of my life. Um, I guess I was about five or six, and one of my dad's friends, uh, who I was coaching uncle, Uncle Doug, started teaching us on poker. And uh, so I pronounced it so strongly that it has the most of something in poker. Out in the car, and um, 
And it was bad as much then, and when we came out, it was, it was, it was painful. Um, you know, and everybody knew. So now we were just stuck now, and it seemed to be so manageable. But, you know, when we had Several years later, we were all um, back in the country from the Asian and the South of the border. They were both in the community. And then they came back in the country and they went in there and they came back and blah, blah, blah. And um, the guard uh, said, oh, please go back. And this is what it was. <laughs> it was not a good thing. And it turned out that um, we had had a arrest um, that I wasn't aware of. Uh, we were able to read the word that was a minor, but then we were just still with the same. But I didn't say I was good. Uh, I was mad. Um, they caught me off guard. And, uh, you know, I kept thinking after all these times, you know, there'd be this incident and then we'd build a ride and we get farther and farther and farther away from this problem. And I was thinking, eventually, it's going to stop. Uh, and, you know, it just kept coming. showed up. Um, and I kept all of it. And I didn't understand that. So I understand that. It was the disease of alcoholism and addiction. During all this time, I lied. Lots of lies. I lied to my family, my kids, my kids. We cycled into this this thing of problems and you know, problems. Told them all these crazy stories to make sense of what you know what was happening in our life. Why, why, you know, why did we stop going to college? Well, we just, you know, things are not You know what? All of these stories, are, and you know, I'm pretty charming, so I think you know, I could I could pull that off. But of course, um, you know, people um, know. In 1986, we had a crisis, and, uh, and my husband actually did stop drinking for eight years. He was sober for eight years, which was uh, wonderful. We were building a life, you know, about how life actually sort of had a, a peaceful period. And I have to tell you that we bore each other. So, um, you know, you take out this craziness of uh, what I now know to be. Alcoholism and addiction at that point, which is, I don't know, crazy. Um, you know, life was good for a while. Um, some of the other diseases are serious. It's opportunistic. It's coming back and more powerful. Um, in 2003, I had a phone call from a family member who was coming to visit. And, uh, you know, the case was missing. And not, not my, um, not it was a wonderful moment in my life, and uh, I went to a counselor, and uh, she suggested two things that I not make any decisions about uh, life for six months, and that I go out on it, and here we are. And uh, two good pieces of advice from the counselor. And I was in that, I was angry and bad, and I was arrogant, and I was in trouble with people getting tired of my first reading. Thank you.
you know, that rough period, and I think I saw the new drug um, that you gave me. And, um, you know, and it turned out our schedules didn't really jive. Uh, you know, we lived close together, but we, our, our schedules didn't work. And so I asked her, I'm taking my hungry, and she wants to get coffee. Um, so we did some visit, and then we talked, and then uh, we, we connected, and um, that um, uh, uh, our schedules would work. And uh, I had to be my sponsor, and uh, that's who I would work with for the next year. Um, and uh, I was thinking, I'm going to She said, I didn't want to be faithful when I first asked her to be my sponsor. She said, well, let's just see what's behind that little red sunshine. <laughs> Thank you. 
know, and I was thinking that I'm capable of that. That has us completely going away. You know, I'm capable of believing absolutely incredibly I'm 
I had this quality and this experience, and I was sorry. I shared my belief that he was not happy. And I started by sharing my hope that God, the universe, or whatever out there that appropriates goodness and mercy in this lifetime, was managed to reach for him with my name. Even though he made that sort of pain, I talked him to him. And that was in um, June 2008. And um, March of this year, our eldest son had seen the rising stars of the children. He died two days before his 50th birthday. And I didn't realize uh, until I was uh, prepared to speak at another conference in April. Uh, and I reread the finance letter uh, that I had written to him in the description of him in the music industry. He was a brilliant and genius soul. And uh, thanks to uh, the folks at the all you know, that really introduced uh, my side of the street with Um, you know, and I'm okay, I'm okay with, uh, I'm okay with it. Um, so. I just continue to take a around the um, just my son out there, my son out there, my son out we were just dialoguing about, you know, whatever we did today, one of the things, um, and he decided to be sort of caretaker his dad now that I wasn't doing all that stuff for him. And, and so, you know, I stood in the on him. I told him his dad had his own higher power and, you know, he didn't need to worry um, about, you know, if he could take his heart out of the himself. I don't know about him. I could see my son was a baby by me through. And he said, Mom, did you get on me? And, uh, you know, I, I did, and I thought, I'm so sorry, you know, I've been playing with these years all day, you know, I, it was, it was offensive to me, and I didn't seem guarded about my relationship after that, about sharing things with me, and I actually learned a little bit like I do, uh, and I asked him to lunch again, and I said, and I told him, you know, I feel like that, that this has come in between our relationship, you know, and if you would give me another chance, I might like see this differently. I might like be able to listen to you and be a safe place when you need to talk. And I'm not going to give you my opinion unless you ask for it. Uh, and I got to do it with you know, And you know what? He did. He said, you know, spirit is feeling and how frustrated it was, how frustrated he was how the deal with the situation with his dad. And, and I just listened to it. And, uh, and you know what? What a wonderful gift to do a do-over. And I think that a lot, you know. Um, you know, when something doesn't go right, when I, when I look back and say, oh, you know, I have to go to that person and say, you know what? I'm willing to do this differently. If you give me another chance. Oh, that's going to be so funny. Um, we're going to listen, y'all. We did love as well. Um, one thing that helps as well, having had a spiritual awakening, is the result of these steps and 
from uh, from animals. And uh, it was so sort of you know, there were other people around. What are you doing? Nothing. It's always a good looking at him. You know, carry on. We pretend that we didn't know each other. You know, there was these glances of, you know what? Uh, she protected my identity. She didn't know. Uh, it's just the people I was with, you know, just on and on. You know, it, 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 it was, uh, we pretended we didn't know. And that's how we did that. We carry on. And there are times that. We see people in the rooms of Alamon, we see them on the outside. We need to be told we didn't know them. But if we don't have a connection with them, otherwise today I can say, oh, well, oh, no, no, we're supposed to use the same. You know, or, uh, you know, we're in the book, you know, whatever, uh, things like that. You know, there are some people that will come to our room, and the people in their lives don't know that they're, that they have a problem with their home, and they're just thinking about alcoholism and addiction. We need to honor that confidential.